And it's the Zach and Carl book review hour. No, 10 minutes max. Uh, we're back. We've uh, been going over Donald Million, Donald Miller's A Million Miles in a Thousand Years book, which I highly recommend to anybody out there. And uh, Zach, say hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? And we are now up to Chapter 7. We're... We're a week late because last week we got interrupted right in the middle of our call. So we had to kind of pause that and park it. So we're uh, adding one more chapter onto this time. So we're doing chapters 7, 8, and 9. We have a format that we use to keep us on track. And uh, we don't have to go through every single line on the format. But uh, like I said, it keeps us on track with uh, what we're reading to make sure that we get the max out of it that we can. So, Zach. Hey. Hi. Tell me, tell me what uh, what'd you get out of the reading this week? I definitely, definitely loved uh, chapters 8 and especially chapter 9. There is, uh, just because of the fact that similar things that I've experienced are based in chapter 9, if that makes sense. Um, but I, thought, as I also thought it was a little humorous in chapter 8, the way he described a author and the way he was authors on stage and how he's a little like hostile towards a crowd. I thought that was a little... A little funny, but nonetheless uh, informative. So to remind everybody where we are, this book is all about writing your own life story. And uh, the author, Donald Miller, came into it by accident while he's working with a couple of guys that want to do a screenplay about a book on his life. And as he's going through it, he realizes that his life's pretty boring and he's got to add in extra flavoring and conflict to make the story interesting. So chapter 7 titled Going to See the Professor. And, uh, and and what's key in here is, to me, he starts talking about knowing the elements that made a story meaningful were the same that made a life meaningful. Right? Are you tracking? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he came to the realization at the funeral of his uncle, mm-hmm. who his uncle was one of those guys that was always doing stuff all over the place, and and people were upset less that he died and more that he didn't get a chance to finish the things he was working on because he was always doing such exciting things, right? right. So he was in the process of continuing to write his story over and over and over again. And so that's what kind of got the author to thinking about what are the components of that story. And uh, bottom, page 39 on uh, page 7, that first page, he says, I wonder whether a person could plan a story for his life and live it intentionally. Like, can you do that? How can I do that? Do you think you can do that? Yeah, I definitely think you can. Um, I know there's hiccups that come along the road, speed bumps they're not aware of. But I definitely think that, you know, the whole cliche saying, you, know, you, can, you can accomplish anything you set, you set your mind to. I think it's very... Yeah, the problem is that people don't set their mind to it. Right. They don't think about and be intentional about what they want to do. They just happen to... Well, tonight I'm going to go to a bar, or tomorrow I'm going to hang out, right? right? And then one day turns into two days, turns into three days, turns into a month, turns into a year, and you still haven't started training for the marathon you want to run, or start enrolling in the classes you want to take, or whatever. I agree, yeah, because I think that's a a big relation to uh, Covey, when he said that it's not so much, in in his own words, it might not be so much discipline that person has, but how much something is really ingrained in a person's 
obligation and you know and, and their ability to accomplish a certain objective that they want to get to. So I kind of now I like to see how both authors are kind of coming to the same point, just different directions. Right. So going into chapter eight, he decides to go to a seminar by an author that has a seminar on how to write a story. Right. Mm-hmm. So did you get anything out of that? What'd you think of that? Robert McKee, yeah, the author, he came out. Um, I definitely liked it a lot because it was, it's kind of somebody almost like kind of off of the, the way that guy was writing or writing about and speaking allowed the author to kind of be put on the spot and think about and reevaluate everything going on. And the author, Donald Miller, took that home with him. And so right after that, towards the end, the Jordan is a guy with the author in the book, and then Jordan, he's kind of like, almost seems like a low-life kind of character, you know, he, he dresses like a bum, he's always got a half a smoked cigarette behind his, behind his ear, and so he mentions something to Donald at the end, Donald's the author, author, and he says, a story is a character who wants something over, who wants something and overcomes conflict to get it, and with those simple words, Donald is like mind-blown, like, how can this bum and low life say something so, you know, profound? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it was so good that Donald asked him to repeat it and Donald wrote it down. And I'll say it again. Um, a story is a character who wants something and overcomes conflict to get it. So I just, I mean, that plays a huge role, I believe, in you know, everybody's and especially veterans' lives. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... Okay, going on to chapter nine. I agree. I, I highlighted that exact same line that you. Yeah. And we're going to tell her she apparently did not read the message I sent her. <laughs> that you and I would be doing this for another couple of minutes. All right, extremely important chapter. Yes, chapter nine. Definitely. Talking about it's titled "How Jason Saved His Family." I just thought it was huge. Um, Basically, uh, I don't know how to put this in a nutshell, but two, two parents had a daughter. Daughter made some different choices. Starting to go down a different path. Right. A different path than what her parents wanted to go down to, towards. And so the, uh, when the, the dad got with the author and they were kind of saying, well, this is what's going on. And so the author subliminally mentioned, you know... Was asking what what's going on. He wasn't on. subliminal at all. He said, "I said his daughter was living a terrible story." Right. That's and, not subliminal. And then, well, that was what the dad said, which I agree. <laughs> and then the author is like, "Well, what do you mean?" <clears throat> and so the dad emphasized what was going on. She was basically dating a guy who was older than her, who always smoked or smelled like smoke. And every time the dad said, "Hey, you know, make sure the daughter, my daughter's back home at ten o'clock," the boyfriend would always question why. And why do I have to do that? When and why? And it just basically was always kind of very blunt and ugly towards the dad. And so later on, the, and the, they're trying to convince the daughter, saying, hey, let's make some better choices. Let's do better. We can do better than that. And the daughter is like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. So when push came to shove, the parents were trying to help the daughter out, but maybe they were going, wrong, going about it the wrong way. And so it that that seemed basically you know kind of an ideal situation what happens to some veterans that leave the military uh, and aren't really maybe not best suited or trained for a civilian life the way it can, can way it can come at them but um 
And so, long story short, the uh, the dad got the family involved, his wife and daughter involved, into building home, uh, an orphanage for, um, you know, unprivileged kids. And so, then all of a sudden, the girl and the mom what loved he, it. What he did was, he decided that he realized that he was not creating a story for his family. Right. He was letting things happen. He wasn't being intentional. He was letting things just happen. So he decided to create a story for his family. And that's why he looked for something that was difficult to do, and that was, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to go build an orphanage. It's going to cost $25,000. We're going to go build an orphanage in Mexico. Yeah. And so... So, of course, the, the immediate response was mom and daughter are essentially pissed off at the dad for doing this without, them, without him telling them, without asking permission, without consulting them in any way. He just did it. And so he had good intentions, basically, to write a better story. And so later on, the wife comes along to him and just basically gives him a hug. And she said that she, uh, she that the wife was proud of him, and the wife had not done that in years. Later on that night, um, they were in bed, and the daughter, which we found out her name was Annie later on in the chapter, came into the bed with him and said that she wanted to go down to Mexico, take pictures of kids, and take pictures of what's going on, and put it on her website. And then at the very end of the, the chapter, the dad says that the daughter broke up with her boyfriend. Because he said that she was too fat, and which I think there's a bigger and bigger, more significant reason behind it, but that was her reason that she said. Which essentially is all contributing to writing a better story, to live in a life, you know, full of hope and purpose, as we go to life, as we, as we like to say it. So yeah, that's all I got. So at the at the very last, there's three very important sentences at the very end of the chapter when he's talking about how his daughter broke up with that guy. And she said, he said, the father said, no girl who plays the role of a hero dates a guy who uses her. She knows who she is. She just forgot for a little while. So it's encouraging you dads out there or husbands, encourage your wife or your daughter to play the role of a hero. And that's going to help them write their own story. I've been you know, once a day I've been scanning one of these carousels of old slides that my grandfather took, most of them back in the 1960s, some of them in the 50s. And he was writing a story because they were going in, let's just say 1950, going to Colorado. That predates the, uh, the interstate system. Right. So when you're driving from either Kansas or Iowa or Pennsylvania, wherever they lived at the time, to go to Colorado every summer, that was a long trek. That was mm -hmm. an expedition in itself just to get there. Cars break down. They didn't have air conditioning. But he was writing a story. And now my my mother and her sister are going through these pictures, and it's bringing back these memories that they have. And it's pretty cool to see their comments. Definitely. But uh, the, the whole point about what we're talking about with a million miles in a thousand years is you've got to take charge of your own life, you've got to write your own story. Otherwise, stuff just happens, and that stuff might not be good. That last sentence, though, when he, the dad says, she just forgot for a little while, basically, you know, for, she knows who she is, she just forgot who she, who, she just forgot for a little while. That one kind of got me, because I was like... Well, it says earlier on in the chapter, too, one piece that we skipped by, 
Uh, he said she's not a bad girl. She was just choosing the best story available to her. Right. So the dad wasn't helping make a better story. So he was just letting it happen. So she was picking what she thought was the best story available. Mm-hmm. So and that one got powerful. Me. That one got me. Look, so the last two short sentences got me because I was. You have incredible amounts of potential, but when you decide to make your own, essentially your bad story or a story that's not as great as it could be. You know, you know, it sucks at times, but then all of a sudden you get on the right path and it's like, boom, look at what you can do. And it's, you're, you blow things out of the water. You know, you meet people who can help you, who can help other people, or you meet someone that, that, that is really positive and optimistic and energetic in your life, or you're able to do, you know, things that you never thought you'd be able to do. Um, all because, you know, you chose a different path. You chose, because you chose a different story in this sense. So I liked the chapter a lot. It was, it was a gut buster. <laughs> Good. All right, so we're moving on to part two next time. It's called A Character. And what are we going to do? Chapter 10 and 11 doesn't look like too bad. Yeah, we'll do two chapters, 10 and 11. Cool. All right, thanks for joining us. Lisa has been on social media. You know, what's what's Nick say when he concludes his podcast? Um, never give up, never surrender, always forward. So she's been putting, be bold, be brave, be gallant. That's cool. So I think that may be our new tagline, be bold, be brave, be gallant. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us.